tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Our teeth are extra sharp, our bodies extra hairy. It's time for Nerd Overload, the show that's so good, it's scary. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And I'm Samantha. We have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first, let's talk about some things we've been checking out. I have a few things. Do it. Go for it. One, I saw Blade Runner. Yeah? Was it real good? Yeah, actually, it really is. Is No spoilers, because I haven't even seen the first one. I know. I want to go see it so bad, but somebody hasn't yet to watch the first one. I was really afraid that it was going to be like one of those nostalgic cash grab kind of Mm -hmm. things. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. It's actually really good. It's really good. I've heard it's very good, but it feels like it's a million hours long. Oh, yeah. It's a like a two hour and 40 something minute long movie. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It only takes you three days to get through it. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Especially since there's like a bit in the middle where it kind of slows down and you're just like kind of like, you're like melting in your seat like, oh, I'm still enjoying the movie, but good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> You're... I'm enjoying this movie, but you're not making it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to make you feel kind of bad about that movie? I learned about this earlier this morning before we you showed up. We all showed up to record. Jared Leto's part originally was supposed to go to David Bowie. Oh, would it have worked better? Yeah, but also <laughs> probably because I hate Jared Leto. Yeah, well, like, and it's David Bowie, so yeah. So yes, <laughs> yeah. Here's a scary thought. One of these days, they're either going to remake or do a sequel to Labyrinth. Yeah, it's in the works. Like, literally, seriously, it's in the works right now. Yeah. It's going to happen. There's no one who can play Jareth like Bowie did. Oh, are you sure? Are you sure it's not? (laughs) They're going to get Johnny Depp up in there. Depp? (laughs) I was just going to say Johnny Depp. That is like a living nightmare. (laughs) I will not see that movie. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'll see that out of just well because I hate myself, <laughs> and I and I love bad things. As I'll pirate it. I won't as, give them my money yeah, as punishment for your sins. <laughs> Dominus uh, no requiem. Can you imagine Johnny Depp dancing the magic dance? <laughs> All I can see is him dressed like Jareth and doing the Captain Jack walk around the labyrinth <laughs> with a comically oversized codpiece. Yeah, <laughs> savvy. <laughs> Sarah, have you seen my goblins? <laughs> Where is the babe gone? I wish we were a video uh, a video show because your hand motions that went with that were Who's very good. Who's the babe with the power? <laughs> Yar, what power, Captain Jack? It's easy to find my way through the labyrinth because I have this compass that points wherever I want to go. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, right. Gonna, I'm gonna burn that movie to the ground. <laughs> I wish they would make pirate movies that weren't based on that franchise. Yeah, that'd be nice. Because <laughs> pirates no, are cool. I mean, there's that. Sh- there was that show on Stars, Black Sails. Yeah, it's actually kind of decent. You know, I would be okay with it being branded Pirates of the Caribbean without Johnny Depp. Yeah, <laughs> just like another pirate. Make it like um, what was it Halloween Three, where it had nothing to do with. What's Michael Myers. Michael Myers. It was the Silver Shamrock Mask Company that were oh, making those, yeah, yeah. those evil masks. It had nothing to do with Michael Myers at all because <laughs> they were going to try to turn it into like a, a like an overarching like franchise mm-hmm. yeah. instead of just Michael Myers the movie. Yeah, yeah. Do that. 
Of course, now they are doing another Halloween movie. Yeah. With Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Sure. And that actually looks kind of cool. I I've, have a soft spot in my heart for Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. She's, she's great. Awesome. She grew. I grew up on a lot of her stuff. She's very cool, and she's into fighting games <laughs> and dressing up in cosplay and dressing going to up fighting, fighting game conventions. Yes. So yes. But anyway, Blade anyway. Runner uh, is good. Like the music's right, the visuals are right. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it was completely banking on the visuals for me. Like even if the movie wasn't good, just to sit there and like take in that that aesthetic for three hours. Would have been okay with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are some references to the first movie, but they don't like hit you over the head with them. Like That's they, good. They, like they make sense. That's good. Do they settle the thing where Deckard is either a human or Ridley Scott is a terrible director? <laughs> I heard they don't. They really don't. They really don't. Okay. Does but, it lean one way or the other heavily? No. Ah, it's very ambiguous. Yeah. As it should be. Um, no, it should be very cut and dry. Deckard is well, a human. Well, That's how it's supposed to the be. The author of the book says one thing, and then Ridley Scott says Ridley Scott's a crazy person who decided to put scenes from legend into <laughs> into future cuts of Blade Runner. You know that's what that was, right? All those unicorn shots? Those were unused edits from legend. You know, the one where Tim Curry was the devil. <laughs> I've not seen that cut of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, any of the uh, as a director's cut and the final cut where Deckard keeps having dream sequences where he sees a unicorn running around, <laughs> and like the one other Blade Runner cop makes a little origami unicorn. Well, he does that in the movies anyway, and yeah. all the cuts anyway. But that was just a throwaway thing that Edward James almost was doing on during, throughout the movie, and yeah. it was the last one was to supposed to signify, "Hey, cops are coming for you. You and what's her name, Rachel? Need to, Rachel need to." get out it wasn't supposed to be like i know you're a robot because th- this unicorn is an implanted memory anyway it's a very good movie it's a very good movie i recommend everyone to see it good i just realized i've only seen the theatrical cut oh so you don't know any of that stuff <laughs> no. i was talking about i've seen the director's cut i've never i haven't seen the final cut i like how they the director's cut and the final cut remove the uh terrible voiceover from harrison ford at the beginning oh yeah yeah you know that was added in at the last minute from that was a studio thing and Harrison Ford purposely recorded it bad was hung over <laughs> and recorded it bad because he wanted to make sure it didn't get used and they used it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. Uh what else go, have I Go for it. What else have I done? Yeah. Uh I got kind of Halloweeny. Yeah. A little bit. And careful I, this is a uh this is a family friendly show on the radio. <laughs> I uh <laughs> I watched the new Mummy movie. Oh. With Tom Cruise. How how was that? Yes, I'm tell curious. me all about it. <laughs> okay. Um, now, now, did he wear a fake butt? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Did, you didn't see that? No. Mm-hmm. What, what movie was that? Was it? Uh, oh, what movie was that? Uh, Live, the, Die. the Live, Die, Repeat, or whatever, or whatever it was called. The other, yeah, oh, it was. Oh, what was that movie actually called? Or no, it was. No. Live Die Repeat of... was its was its original title. No, no, no. Live Die Repeat was the title that it was given when it was put out on DVD yeah. because Edge of Tomorrow didn't make sense. That's right. That oh. was when it was in yeah. theaters. Okay, okay. Anyway, but someone but. was like watching it, and they like pause at a certain point, and like his butt is huge. <laughs> like it looks like he's wearing a big fake butt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. You have to look it up afterwards. Mm-hmm. 
That's the thing. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell you because the movie is so dark 90% of the time. It's really hard to see what's going on. Mm. Wow. Huh. Like, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, outside the flashback stanchion Egypt, the movie is dark. <laughs> Yeah, it needs one of those things that video games have at the beginning, where they're like, adjust <laughs> a the slider, slider. <laughs> yeah, so the box on the left is barely visible. Yeah, <laughs> barely go. visible. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not as terrible as I thought it was going to be. I watched it. I was like, I don't feel bad for watching it because mm. they're, they're and this is the movie that's this is the Iron Man to their dark universe cinematic universe maybe not because they canceled the Bre- the bright of Fer- frankenstein movie oh I, I didn't i didn't hear they canceled it. i yeah. heard they kind of paused it they canceled it boo but uh it's so weird this movie yeah uh, I, I heard there are there are a lot of things that they, like it barely takes place in egypt specifically to try to because when they put it when they dub it into like chinese for the for the asian market they can easily say, well, this is Chinese spirits made him a mummy because it's like, it takes place partially in like uh, England and partially in like Afghanistan, Iraq, actually. Iraq. Okay. Iraq. But uh, with very few exceptions, it doesn't take place really in Egypt. No, like in like the, the mummy sarcophagus doesn't really look Egyptian at all. Yeah. I mean, they say it's Egyptian and the, the beginning of the movie does it's take not place. Spanish. <laughs> I'm Egyptian. <laughs> I will never not work in a Highlander reference, you guys. Come on. You know me better than this. But there can only be one. Anyway. There could, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's my one for the show. Done. I'm there done for the show. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the whole beginning part of the movie is almost like a creepy horror movie. Well, it's I, the mummy. No, no, no. I mean, like, like the way they did her, like, early awakened stages. It almost remind me of something out of like Mama or like The Exorcist, mm. and like her zo- her mummy zombie minion she raised. Like anybody she kills, she can raise as a zombie monster. Mm-hmm. And they look because just- that's what mummies have zombies, <laughs> zombie armies. Well, I mean, mummies are zombies. They with are bandages. On yeah, them. they are. They are a subset <laughs> yeah. of of zombie. Yeah, I They're- ask this question every year: Frankenstein's monster, zombie or not zombie? Zombie. Hmm. It's a reanimated know. corpse. Is he sci- is. science zombie? Science yeah. zombie. Okay. It is, but he's more than one corpse. He's multiple corpse parts put together. Okay, so like zombie golem kind yeah, of? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I think technically he fall, Yeah, he would fall under a, a type of golem. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay, anyway, Solved. continue. Um, <laughs> boom. I'll, I'll forget about this and ask it again next year and get a totally yeah, different answer. And the whole so. thing with their, uh, with this being the, monst- the universal monster cinematic universe, mm-hmm. there are references to other monsters Uh-oh. including let's see here russell crowe played <laughs> just russell crowe <laughs> as a monster um, he is dr jekyll and mr hyde yes <laughs> uh yeah he is the head of an organization called um spooks <laughs> Cody, shut up <laughs> pro Per GM or, per, or something like that. Yeah, I like Spooks better. Yeah, Spooks. Spook, yeah. Spoop. S P O O P. I mean, they they are very much kind of like a shadowy government agency kind of thing, but they're not. They're like based out of a museum. Yeah, he's kind of like the um uh, the Nick, Nick Fury, the Nick Fury, but also the Hulk. 
Yeah. <laughs> but not but he doesn't hulk out, he just gets red eyes and kind of punches stuff, right? Yeah, he gets really angry in his so like, like entire Russell accent. Crow. Yeah. yeah. So he's Russell Crow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's been listening to much of his band, Thirty Odd Foot of Grunt. <laughs> also, I was like watching it's like, man, Russell Crow put on some weight. He's maybe a- maybe it's now forty odd foot of grunt. <laughs> Uh, let's Was see this here. Shot right after uh, what's that movie? The Nice Guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was good in that. That was a fantastic. That was movie. a very good movie. But uh, um, there's a part where after they like, they bring in Tom Cruise's character, they are walking through this like lab or whatever. You see all these like jars full of specimens and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is like front like front and center middle of the screen a vampire skull. Okay. The arm of the creature of the Black Lagoon. Okay, that's that movie is supposed to have Scarlett Johansson in it. Yeah, and Johnny Depp's going to play the Invisible Man. Good, he won't Good. be on screen. Yeah. I don't want to see him. <laughs> he can wave his arms around as much as he wants. You'll never see <laughs> it. You'll never see it. I, mean, I hope Scarlett Johansson is the monster. That would be the... really cool. Yeah. I mean, they are kind of like turning a lot of the things on their head for this because, like, you know, we had a female mummy. And the fact they were going to go with, you know, the bride of Frankenstein. But they were also going to have Frankenstein's monster, too. Mm. But um, No, they didn't. The reason for that is they didn't want to call it a straight-up Frankenstein movie because they had two male-driven Frankenstein movies that really didn't work right after each other. Yeah. Uh, Victor Frankenstein. And I, Frankenstein. And I, Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah, that's all studio. Three, of course. They were two strikes into a three-strike Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> of course, uh, Dracula Untold was supposed to be the first movie in it this. It was supposed to be. But it bombed so bad. They're like, yeah. no. Let's try this one again. They're really committed to this. Yeah. they re- There's even a big logo at the beginning of the movie. That says, after the Universal thing, it says, Dark Universe. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> we're trying so hard, guys. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Oh, there is a reference to the Brandon Fraser mo- money, Mummy movie. Good. That's a good Mummy movie. Yeah. For like two seconds. Fine. Uh, is the, it Brandon Fraser? No. Uh, he the, needs work. The female lead, gra- like she's being chased by this guy through the museum. She grabs this book and beans some dude in the head, and it's the big golden book of the dead. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool. God, those Mummy movies were good. They were. Well, the first two. The first two, at least. And then we start getting into like you know the Scorpion, Scorpion King, King and Tomb of the Dragon Emperor with Jet Li. I remember liking the Scorpion King, but I don't know. I was probably fourteen when it came out, and The Rock was in it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I kind of just I just kind of hold to the first one because that first one's great. The yeah. first one is very very good. The second one's pretty good, but there's too much of Brendan Fraser making out with uh, what's her name the whole time. Oh, Rachel Weiss. Yeah, yeah. just constantly. Yeah. Well, like I mean, we, I mean, they're married the in that movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's like we get the point. You're married. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you were given the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Um, there is a part in the movie where you see like a sandstorm and it has like a face in it. Okay. Cool. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's it was an all right kind of movie. Uh, Tom Cruise is just kind of weird in it. Well, well. <laughs> I know he's Tom. Cruise. I, I was talking to you about Tom Cruise. Why can't he do like a movie where he's just like. Some guy. Some guy. <laughs> this next, this next one that he's doing, he is kind of some guy in a weird situation. Yeah, but he's doing all kinds of action movie stuff still. Like, well, yeah. Can well, he, he do a movie where he's not hanging on the outside of an airplane? Yeah, that's never not. That's never going to happen. <laughs> the, the closest thing is you're going to get normal guy thrown into weird situation, and that's yeah. Because in this one, he's a he's a um, a soldier. Well. Kind of a soldier of fortune, like he's 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 a United States military 
uh, operative, but he's also kind of a, a treasure hunter. Yeah. I kind of like that he's not playing just squeaky clean nice guys. No, yeah, he's a he's a real he's a real kind of tool in the movie for yeah. a while. And then there's a big old twist at the end. Yeah. There's been a lot of fan theories about what's going on with that. I don't I don't know if you guys want me to spoil it or Do not. Do it. Who cares? It's the mummy. Um, okay, with the whole thing with the movie is uh, the the mummy lady mm-hmm. wants to basically bring ancient Egypt ultimate evil into physical form mm-hmm. and then she has to do this ritual with this dagger and stab her chosen and yeah. in ancient Egypt soldiers killed her last chosen and so she made Tom Cruise her chosen mm-hmm. and basically he was going to bring the, the Egyptian gods set into physical right. being so a uh, female lead gets killed by the mummy mm-hmm. in the near the end of this climax mm-hmm. and uh He's sitting there, and she's like, you know, you could have the power over life and death, and blah blah blah. And he kind of looks at her, looks looks at the, her body laying on the ground, mm-hmm. and instead of letting the mummy do the ritual on him, he stabs himself with this dagger, ah, and kind of takes the power like voluntarily. So he becomes the mummy, or he becomes set, sort of. of? He kind of gets, he gains mummy powers. Yeah, he he becomes an immortal. He's yeah. like a living god being. Um, he has the powers of the mummy, but. The he also has like sharp teeth and like his eyes get weird. <laughs> There's a fan theory out there that he is going to be a modern interpretation of Van Helsing, the Monster Hunter. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, he's got to get his mummy powers so he can join up with Frankenstein's monster and fight the Chitari. Pretty much. <laughs> In the third movie. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It, it feels like that's what they're doing. Is because uh, Russell Crowe's character makes a uh, well, Doctor Jekyll makes a reference to. It takes a monster to fight monsters. Ah, uh, so so what? So what? Classic Universal monster would all of the monsters need to fight? Yeah, what's the big bad in that situation? The theory is Dracula would be the big big bad. Yeah, mm. but if his skull is there, not, not necessarily like well, it's Dracula's skull. One it's of the Belmonts gets the skull and combines it with the rib was, bone and the yeah. toenail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's. I mean, it has to take monster to fight a monster because what is a man? Um, yeah, but a it's miserable, miserable pile, pile of secrets. secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the movie. The movie was all right. I mean, it was eh. It was either that or I was gonna watch the Charlie Hunnam King Arthur movie. Yeah, no, that's. <laughs> now I just think I'm gonna watch Baby Driver. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's good. I've I've heard um I've heard really good things about Baby Driver. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been feeling. Right. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's it's all right. I mean, if the universal cinematic universe is ever going to get off the ground, and it's not, <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like it's kind of st- like the whole thing stalled out because mm-hmm. I don't think this movie did that great in theater no. either. No, well, they got to make oh, a good no, movie it actually first. Went, did super super well overseas. Overseas yeah. Yeah. in China, it made more than enough for it to warrant having as many sequels as it wants because it's a giant cash grab. That's all it is. Oh yeah. yeah. And the, I don't like Red Letter Media all that much, but their half in the bag episode on the mummy goes into very very extreme detail about how it's like these movies are just kind of a scam in mm-hmm. order for Universal to keep their mo- their monster rights. Well, just to make a bunch of money overseas because mm-hmm. uh the overseas market will eat up any kind of action movie with like one major star that they can, no matter what the plot is, because they can slap whatever kind of subtitles on it that they want, just make it boring and bland enough, and they can make the movie whatever they want it to be 
over for there. For each different, yeah, yeah. For each different, um, yeah, world market, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, I can go ahead and do my check it outs real quick because I have nothing really to add to them. I had a bunch of time this um, this week. Had a couple of nights where I had to stay up super late. Had every intention of watching a bunch of really cool new stuff for the show. And what did I watch? The Matrix and the Spawn movie. <laughs> Like you do. Like you do. Uh, the Matrix, I, I watched it to see if it held up, and more, more or less it does a lot. Some of the effects are starting to look pretty dated. Oh, yeah. And the whole edgelordiness of the <laughs> plot seems to be really not quite... It's not quite there, I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm past the point in my life where black leather is a draw trench coats black leather everything everything must be black (laughs) no um i don't don't remember or not but do they they say how much clothes cost in the matrix no i don't know what that reference is oh grandma's boy okay oh yes okay i do know that reference now (laughs) now that you mentioned yes okay i can hear it now no it it holds up for the most part i guess it's it seems very anime well yeah, it, gets, I mean, it really gets there in the third movie. Yeah, it's, and I, it's yeah. really based on. It really kind of is, and, like Ghost in the Shell. And, and I and I guess it was, I guess that it was such a big hit at the time. One because of the visual effects, and two because that whole aesthetic and kind of plot line, kind of style, I guess, yeah. was not as widespread as it is today. Like if the if they made the Matrix today with modern effects probably wouldn't have done as well as it did at the time. It was well, yeah, really it was kind revolutionary of, at yeah, the time. At oh, yeah. the time. Movies were making references to it like crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other one I watched was Spawn. Spawn's not good. Don't watch Spawn. <laughs> no. Spawn's not good. Don't watch Spawn. <laughs> Spawn was yeah. so, right Spawn on the back was so of the bad. Yeah. The only like good part of that movie and I hate saying it was John Leguizamo's Violator. No, character. it wasn't. That was terrible. He did a <laughs> very sick. bad job. It's so been a long time long. since I watched yeah, it. Yeah, I've never J- watched it. Michael Jai White actually did a really good job as as Al Simmons, as Spawn. Yeah. He's probably the only one. Well, because he's great. Because he's great in everything. <laughs> yeah. Did you see, um, for the new Spawn movie, mm-hmm. uh, Keith David's going to voice Spawn? That's great. I think that's a really good fit. Yeah. Well, he was the voice of Spawn in the HBO and, uh, animated. Animated. Yeah. <laughs> Larry um, David. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, but if you want to talk about bad CGI effects. Oh, I that it was movie even, looks, He was even bad for the time. It was terrible at the time. It's even worse now. The, uh, the cape. The main, well, the main devil doesn't, his mouth doesn't move. Like the demon, like the oh, devil no. is like, is like talking like, ah, oh, So he to looks do like this. a Power was, Ranger monster. This is great radio, but I'm just like waving my arms about with my mouth ajar and like <laughs> words just kind of come out of it. Yeah, um, so he's like a Power Rangers It's bed, like a Power like Rangers monster. bed, but it's all CG. It, it looks oh. like the Power Rangers movie, like that the very end of the the first movie where they had that bug robot. Oh, yeah. It looked like that. Yeah, it looks real bad. It's very bad. Oh, man, that Spawn Cape motorcycle thing. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was pretty rough. I forgot Martin Sh- Martin Sheen oh, yeah, yeah. was in it as the bad guy. Uh, he must have needed uh, to make rent or something for that <laughs> month because that was, that was bad. Everything about that movie is bad, and it was one of the, the most clunkily edited films i think i've ever seen in my entire life every scene had a had a screen wipe <laughs> put some star wipes in there it, well it replaced stars with fire and yes <laughs> awesome. they were yeah, yeah. Every, every single scene there was no linear transition from scene to scene everything was whoosh, 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 
over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Don't watch it. Well, or maybe do watch it. If you have Netflix and you have nothing to do, it's awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yep, yep. But that's all I've done. Now that HBO animated one, that is great. That is a great, great series. Too bad it, it is all right. Yeah, it's all right. I've never, I'll be honest, I've never been much of a Spawn guy. Back in the day, uh, I was real big into the Spawn comics. See, I I don't know. It just it just wasn't my I mean, not thing. so much now. I mean, it was, you want to talk about edgelordiness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, the whole, that, that whole premise is this edgelordy. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I remember. I don't know if, don't know if it's, it's the right time to bring Spawn back. Honestly, no, I don't think. I really don't think it is. I, um, I'll be honest. I remember a Spawn more as a, an action figure line than I do yeah. as a comic oh, yeah. or a movie. All those Todd McFarlane action figures. Oh like... man, yeah. The fact that like the Spawn logo is like Todd McFarlane's logo. Yeah. It's yeah. That's it. Um, I always get, although I always get the McFarlane toys stuff from that and the American McGee, like those oh, really, American McGee Alice, those like, freaky, weird looking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. They're talking about making another one. Another Alice. Yeah. Game? Really? I haven't played any of them. I probably should play them. I own, I own them. They're all right. Yeah. The first one's really, the first one's really hard to play. <laughs> yeah. What, what did American McGee do that? Like he gets to put his name on video games. I honestly like, don't know. Like he worked on Quake. Yeah. yeah. But he wasn't like a big he's not John Romero. It's because his name is American. Yeah, I guess it just sounds cool. It's just a cool sounding name that they can slap on weird Yeah, but he's not like Sid Meier. Yeah. It's like it's like or, Shiger- or, or Cliffy B. Shigeru Miyamoto doesn't put Shigeru Miyamoto's Super Mario. <laughs> well maybe maybe he should. Yeah. American <laughs> McGee's Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Will writes The Sims 6. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, not a lot of game designers put slap their name, and it's not Ken Levine's Bioshock Infinite. Todd Howard's The Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> Skyrim Todd Howard edition. Shigeru Miyamoto presents Todd Howard's The Skyrim. <laughs> Well, that's kind of what we're getting on the yeah, Switch, yeah, right? That's the yeah, Switch yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. Shigeru Miyamoto presents a Todd Howard joint, Skyrim, <laughs> Elder Scrolls, whatever, Skyrim. Featuring Dante from Devil May Cry series. <laughs> and Knuckles. And Knuckles. <laughs> Everything should be and Knuckles. Yes, yes. I guess the uh, Sonic has Mania an has Knuckles an mode. and Knuckles mode. I yeah, haven't unlocked well, you, it yet. No, but I'm I looking for, yeah, Sonic Mania is so good. It's good. Did I talk about how fantastic that game is on here? Uh, I think talk we about have. it for like a minute because we have about a minute for before the break. Can or we, we can talk about the Shadow Zone for a minute <laughs> if you want to. I don't yeah, yeah. Talk, talk about your your Halloween movies. Well, we have a minute until oh. the break. I, are we so going to do that after? The we'll break? do that after. Yeah, we yeah, do that after the break. Yeah. What was I going to talk about? You just threw 50 things at me. Now I'm confused. Sonic Mania. Sonic, Sonic Mania. Mania. Sonic Mania is fantastic and awesome and is a good Sonic game, which never existed till now. It's very good. <laughs> I suck at Blue Sphere. Oh, those are terrible. I'm awful at them. They should not have put those mini games in Sonic Mania. And that's They're it's not a shame good. because that's how you unlock everything. Yeah. Is by winning Blue Sphere. But I actually like Sonic Mania so much, I went through and I got all the Chaos Emeralds. Oh, you did? Yeah, got nice. the true ending and everything. Nice, nice. Uh, I've heard that the true ending ties into Sonic Forces. It very possibly does. Yeah. I like how the one boss fight was Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Yeah. Yeah, that was that a good was one. That was so great. That was, it was that such was a surprise. Good. Yeah. 
All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here. When we get back, we'll talk uh, about your guys' Halloween movie spooktacular, and uh, then we'll get into a little bit of news. That was uh, the Monster Mash because that's seasonally appropriate. Yeah, I know. It's been a while since we've heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's Bobby Boris Pickett who sang that, I think. Thanks, because I completely forgot. Totally forgot, but that's okay. (laughs) I got it. I mean, it's not like we play it all the time. All the time. No, not at all. So I guess we have to do our our horror movie spooktacular update. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into (laughs) it. We did another week's worth of horror movies every day. Spook Um, date. Are you pulling up the list? Yes. Okay. That's why I'm looking at my phone. I'm not rude. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got first on the list? Uh, well, let's start with Street Trash. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. 
It was. Uh, it's definitely gross. a movie. It was definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think its title is appropriate. That's some uh, body horror <laughs> stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. A lot of melting. The the melting people. And the yeah. melting was fantastic yeah, was and that, cool. Was that Frank Henenlotter, the guy who did Basket Case? I don't know. Oh my! Oh, I'm gonna look it up while you while you talk about it. But it, it was about homeless people. Um, this liquor store owner finds an old container full of uh, venom malt liquor. That makes people melt when they drink it. Like, literally melt. Like, yeah, literally and very colorfully melt. Mm-hmm. It kind of keeps it from looking too gross because it's so colorful. Yeah. I was De- totally off. It's uh, J. Michael Murrow who did who did that one, who directed it. Does, does he have something against homeless people? Is that why he's doing it? It's kind of a commentary on Vietnam. Yeah. It sounds ridiculous, yeah. but it really is. And, and the way we treat homeless people. But it's kind of muddled between ridiculousness and sexism sexism yeah mm. like women literally being used as props and... oh all the all the females in this movie are just a prop for the it's it's not great it's not great no but it's also from i don't know the early 80s yeah and a whole lot of rape so just yeah. fair warning yeah yeah, that's, that's no, not great. Into that. Yeah, yeah it's it's see. not a fun movie to watch, but the melting is it's fun. worth it's worth watching once for the effects and kind of just the body horror kind of thing yeah. if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, the effects and the body horror yeah, stuff is like, very cool. I watched it once, and once is enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the main bad guy is this like Vietnam vet who's completely nuts mm-hmm. and has a knife made out of a human femur. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it's just all right. Uh, give it a watch if you're into gross people melting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just find a super cut of just the melts. Yeah, yeah you, you can probably, probably do that. Probably get away with that, sure. Uh, it's wh- weird because it does feel like it's really trying to say something about yeah melting but people, it, but it kind of gets lost in there somewhere. Yeah, in the in the like they're trying to do their best trauma on top of mm-hmm. it trying to say something. I don't know. Probably, yeah. Uh, we watched Stuart Gordon's Castle Freak. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Which was pretty good. I mean, it's got Barbara Crampton and Jeffrey Combs. I was going to say, and yeah. They're both great. Mm-hmm. And Stuart Gordon's a great director. Mm-hmm. Reanimator is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. This was just all right. Have you seen From Beyond? No, that's on the list, though. We've okay. got to watch that. That one's, that one's weird. <laughs> just fair warning, that one is weird. It's a... Uh, it was a set, the one he did directly after Reanimator, and it's um, the effects go way up, and the coherence and kind of the respectability goes down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Castle Freak is Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton and their blind daughter inherit a castle mm-hmm. that has a freak in it. Yeah, <laughs> just, just a normal Castle Freak. Yeah, and wasn't that partially based on a um lovecraft probably yeah most of the Stuart gordon movies are Mm -hmm. yeah it was no reanimator it was no day gone yeah but it was all right i mean the monster was pretty creepy um super horny it was very horny (laughs) well yeah yeah (laughs) that was like his entire motivation which was unfortunate but uh but no if that's if that's a problem for you you're not gonna like from beyond (laughs) you're really not gonna like from beyond but, but like his whole motivation after, because he sees the Jeffrey Combs 
husband character mm-hmm. get real drunk because he's got an alcohol problem and mm-hmm. bring home a lady of the night mm-hmm. and sees that happen. And then I guess that's what he wants to do for the rest of the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would super recommend it. Yeah. I mean, if you if you're into Stuart Gordon movies, it's nothing. You could do better. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely do better. It's nothing special, but it's not horrible either. Um, and I'm I'm going from like bottom bottom of the barrel to the top. Okay. Uh, next on the list, we've got House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Which uh, I liked it. <laughs> like. I it just is like I don't I know. I think it was obvious he was trying to figure out film. Yeah, it's I mean it's Rob Zombie's first movie and you can definitely tell. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of times it looks more like a music video than it does an actual movie. Sure. I mean, I'm you'll the have one that. who brings the Christmas candy. <laughs> um the characters are all fantastic. Like I love the Firefly family. They're all entertaining uh creepy mm-hmm. psycho murderers. Mm-hmm. Um it's Chris Hardwick in it. Of course it does. Oh, God, I forgot he was in that. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're just like, Chris, Chris Hardwick? Hardwick and Rain Wilson. <laughs> well, Chris Hardwick shows up in almost all of Rob Zombie's movies. Really? Yeah. That's, was it the second? It's um. It's either the second or third one he did. It was, there's a, um, oh, it was the one where, um, what was the Rob Zombie he redid? What was it? Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. And there was like it was either Halloween or Halloween two that he did, and there was like a interview, like a Maury style show. It was Chris Hardwick hosting the show, and <laughs> the special guests were Weird Al Yankovic and the doctor, Doctor What's His Name, oh, okay, played by Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, yeah. It probably would have had to have been the first one because I think. Yeah. 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 But House of the Thousand Corpses is very visually interesting too, mm. but. The plot doesn't really hold up to the whole thing. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's worth watching just to see, just to see it. Yeah, but then you mm-hmm. got like the Devil's Rejects, which is a direct sequel, and then you got Salem's Lot, and I love the Devil's Rejects. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I was like fresh out of high school when it came out. I saw it in the theater, mm-hmm. but it's it, if I remember right, it is leaps and bounds above House of a Thousand Corpses. And of course, you know Rob yeah. Zombie has to put his wife in everything. Yeah. Oh sure, yeah. Well, his wife is Zombie. great yeah. though. Yeah. Baby's fantastic. <laughs> She's very um, Harley Quinn kind mm-hmm. of. Kind of. Yeah. I guess like a Tara Strong Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, House on Haunted Hill. Okay. The next one on yeah. the list, which the original one, the original Vincent Price, uh, black and white. Cause cool. We had the option of the black, the <laughs> black and white, or we could have looked up the colorized one. But yeah. No. <laughs> it's a really good uh, mystery, murder mystery with horror elements. It's not really. I wouldn't really say it's a horror movie. Mm. It's like uh, Agatha Christie's, and then there were none mixed with a Scooby Doo episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's still fantastic. It's a great movie. Vincent Price is great. As he's always usual. great. Yeah, he's the best. He elevates anything he's in. Yeah. And it has a skeleton, like a skeleton puppet walking around. That's my favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a great movie. Like, watch it. Just don't expect it to be, like, you know, be scared, but you have a good time and it's a good mystery. Yeah. And last, wait, no, we have another... I should have did this one before House on Haunted Hill if I was doing it in order of quality. It doesn't matter. The Conjuring, 
which uh, is part of apparently part of the Annabelle extended universe. It was the first one in the Annabelle series. Yeah, really. We were okay. So confused because it starts exactly the same like, as Annabelle. Like, the, and we're first like what the heck is Annabelle, going on? It's the same exact scene. We're like, is this Annabelle? What? <laughs> Wow, yeah. really? It's the movie. See, I... It's the movie that started the whole Annabelle thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's geez. apparently like an Annabelle cinematic universe, <laughs> and this is its Iron Man. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, Annabelle is in it like quite a few times, just... but she's not the focus of the movie. No. But she's there. <laughs> she has more than a cameo. Wow. Yeah. Except you watched them out of order. Yeah. <laughs> so confused. This and this movie is chock full of jump scares. Yeah. It's Five Nights at Freddy's the movie. <laughs> he, he yelled Jesus once and then Jesus I can't say that next word <laughs> once. You know a jump scare got me if I go Jesus when it happened. <laughs> I don't know why that's my go-to, but it is. That's your spook? Yeah. My go-to spook exclamation. (laughs) so jumpy. Yeah. Well, even when it's worse when I can see him coming. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, it's going to do it. And it does. (laughs) But uh, a lot of jump scares, a lot of uh, jump scares. (laughs) A lot of jump scares. Otherwise, it was just about as good as... It was scary. Yeah, it was better than Annabelle by okay. a long shot. Okay. Uh, but it was just your basic demon uh, possession story, mm-hmm. exorcist knockoff kind Which? of. <laughs> yeah. Kind of based off a true-ish story if you believe anything that Lor- uh, the Warrens say. The Warrens say. <laughs> yeah. That was the whole reason I didn't watch the movie because I can't stand the Warrens. Yeah. And I always hated like those like ghost shows that always bring them on as like a medium and stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah. <sighs> and there's a little bit of it that that is like Ghost Adventures 1971. Yeah. Like you're, <laughs> it kind of goes into like a first person like a like a ghost show on Travel Channel right. in the middle of it. Yeah. Um. But it, I mean, it wasn't a bad movie by any oh. stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it. Yeah, it was a perfectly serviceable spook spooky horror movie that will give you the jump scares <laughs> talking that, about oh sorry if that's what you're looking for yeah speaking of 1970s uh spookums it just kind of remind, reminded me my favorite paranormal activity is the third one where it's like the the well, the, the girls are young or younger is that the one where there's a bunch of cult members running around at the end uh-huh. yeah that yeah. one's pretty good it's like my favorite one in the whole series in the whole lot <laughs> Though I don't think I've seen the newest one. No. It looks like it really fell off after that one. Because I think the last one is called like Paranormal Activity colon The Ghost Dimension. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that one. I didn't want to. Wasn't there a Ghostbusters show based on The Ghost Dimension? Probably. Wasn't oh. that Extreme Ghostbusters? Yeah. Where they went to the ghost dimension? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the last and probably the best of this set of horror movies we watched was Raw, which is on Netflix. It's a French movie about a girl whose whole family is vegetarians, but then as part of a college hazing ritual, she has to eat meat. and then not just any meat. A rabbit kidney. Like Raw. Mm. Yeah, Raw. And after that, she has an insatiable craving for meat, including people meat. Ah, okay. That sounds really interesting. That actually sounds really good. It was really, really good. Oh, yeah. 
Um, really gross. Yeah, it's uh, one of the few movies I actually had to not look at it. Like, I have a pretty strong stomach. Mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of gore and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we watch Street Trash. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't flinch, but... Uh, yeah, you had to look away more than a couple times. Well, there's the part where she's getting lectured by a teacher and she's chewing on her hair. Mm. And so she's eating a bunch of her hair. Yeah. And then later it's her in the bathroom pulling hair out of her like, like out of her and... stomach and gagging. Oh, it made geez. me it made me literally gag, but I have a sensitive tum, gag tum. reflex to yeah. that kind of stuff. Say a sensitive disposition. Yeah. <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, <laughs> like and it just kept going and yeah. like pulling out. Uh, yeah, no. I'm like, good. Everybody's had like a hair in their throat. Or- oh sure, yeah, yeah and that's so awful. You know. Me never, ever, no. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a re- it's a relatable gross out. Like <laughs> you know what she's feeling, but on an enhanced scale, so it really gets you. <laughs> she, it was, and it was also very gross when she eats her sister's finger that gets cut off in a bikini waxing accident. Oh jeez, I can't even imagine how that happens by accident. <laughs> A pair of scissors. And, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. The wax gets stuck. And yeah. Cut it out. Oh. But she's sitting there holding the finger in her hand, like and you're like, don't the... eat it. Don't eat the finger. And then she just goes to town on it like, like it's a, like some little... B dubs. Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> if you guys are looking for recommendations, always. <laughs> I don't know if it's still on Netflix. I know it used to be, but it's like one of my favorite vampire movies of all time. It's a Swedish film called Let the Right One In. It's very oh, good. Yeah, it's very yeah, good. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. I, even the American remake's not bad. But the Swedish one's better. The Swedish film is so much better. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Yeah. But it, Raw is really good, and it has a re- It ends really well and explains wh- why it happened in, a, in mm-hmm. an interesting and surprising way. I, I would wholeheartedly recommend it. Cool. And that's it. That's yeah. all the horror movies yeah. for this week. Okay, great. <laughs> see see great. you again next week with more... Horror movie spectacular, <laughs> spectacular. Yeah, yeah. We should have named their crash. <laughs> yeah, we should have named. We should have named this segment. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we have about um, we have about ten minutes, so let's go ahead and get into just a little bit of news here. Let's do the most important one first. Um, there's a Black Panther trailer, and it looks really good. Oh man, it I'm was, so excited. Yeah, it was fantastic. It looks super, super good. Like the, can't wait. The music choice for it was great. Mm-hmm. The visuals look amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks so stylish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And his yeah, his suits are cool. Yeah, apparently got different ones. He's got a new. He's like... got a new one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the guy sell those toys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I like how all of his flaws are in his personality. It's not like he's dude's super genius, world athlete, king of his own country. Soup, you know, has all this technology, has all this stuff, m- kind of, sort of mystical, kind of, a little bit, has all this stuff. All of his, all of his weakness comes in his hubris because he knows he is the best and the smartest, and that kind of gets the better of him. I'm looking forward to, you know, he was one of my favorite parts is, of Civil War. Yeah, oh, totally. Oh, yeah. yeah, Civil War did had just enough of him to introduce the character and set the ground rules for his personality and, and get, his character get you, get you intrigued without spoiling his own solo film. They, yeah. They did they did it right. I mean they did the same thing for Spider Man too. Yeah. But he was a much greater extent to that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, that and everybody knows there's no mystery about Spider Man. Like, everybody you know knows Spider Man. Yeah. No hardly anybody knew Black Panther. But mm-hmm. now they do. Yeah, well they're gonna Yeah. And then uh uh Killmonger's suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that That's golden, a great name. golden leopard or whatever he's yeah what he is yeah 
the fact that uh, Claw actually has a laser gun arm mm-hmm. or Sonic Blaster arm, arm or whatever. Yeah, yeah. If you remember, he lost his arm. I know. In, in Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got it all ripped off there. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be great. Looking forward to it. Just it looks so good. Looking forward to it a lot more than uh, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, which is a shame because I'm really looking forward to Ant Man <laughs> and the Wasp too. But this is going to blow that movie out of the water. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like I said before the show, if taking the Marvel movie formula and changing it from a middle-aged white dude to a high school kid in Spider-Man was such a refreshing change, imagine now it's a movie about a, a black en- dude. Yeah. An entire an entire African nation. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be a, a great change that makes a very good movie, mm-hmm. I feel like. Also, is this where the time gem is going to be? introduced no they already introduced the time gem where where and when uh, dr strange oh that's right it was dr strange you're right you're right oh I, yeah I'm, th- I'm thinking of marvel versus capcom the infinite uh the story mode on that that's where the time gem is oh. because that's what's keeping um uh, wakanda from being um seen seen by uh ultron sigma oh okay yeah is that game good no no okay <laughs> <laughs> just not, curious the mechanic the fight mechanics are very good the models are not the character roster is lacking, and the story mode is the worst. <laughs> is the worst and flimsiest. So it's no Capcom, uh, Marvel versus Capcom two. Right. I but I have from what I understand, it is the uh, the Monster Hunter generic character is like uh, stem to stern the like most accurate like depiction of like Monster Hunter game outside <laughs> of Monster out of outside of Monster <laughs> Hunter. Like all of her attacks use different weapons that are used from the game. They all behave the same way that they do in the game and, like, yeah, everything. Does she constantly try to skin everyone she defeats? Uh, Her (laughs) win quotes mention something about saving saving bits (laughs) of of the enemy, of your opponent. I love Monster Hunter. Yeah, it's really good. I can't wait for the Switch one that we might get. Eventually, someday. Also, that Monster Hunter Stories game Mm -hmm. that came out on 3DS not too long ago. Very good. Very good? Very cool. good. Well, if you want any of those special unlocks, the Japanese Amiibo do does work in the American... Release, release of the game? Release cool. of the game. They're just not releasing the Amiibos here yeah. for whatever reason. <laughs> Rude. Yeah. 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 But it, it's, it's very much Pokemon, but you're also a character that can fight. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, speaking of Pokemon, this doesn't need going into at all, but... Um, there was a Detective Pikachu movie that we talked about years. It, it had to have been over a year ago that they it were was, doing. It was during Pokemon Go hysteria. Yeah. And uh, we were kind of talking about who might voice the American dub of Detective, Detective Pikachu. The titular Detective Pikachu. Uh, because he's the, the only Pikachu that can talk. Yeah. The, it can speak English and solves crimes. Um, wears a, a Deerstalker hat. And that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh I guess Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in the talks to be the voice of Pikachu. I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Just hearing that that deep rock voice coming out of a little tiny yellow electric rat with a deerstalker hat. It, it's <laughs> something about that. For that character of Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I from think from what I've read about the game. Yeah, really? It's based on yeah. yeah, he's kind of like a he's kind of like a ladies' man Pikachu. <laughs> okay, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm totally in. I like he's a hard-boiled detective ladies' man Pikachu, so it works with the that, rock, I think. That's actually really cool. I wish it was Danny DeVito, like the, that clip on YouTube where they stuck Always Sunny yeah. uh, quotes. 
Do you think um, it, they might have would have tapped um, Bob Hoskins? That would have been good if he was good. still alive. Yeah, yeah that would have been good. Eddie Valiant, the, the Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> that actually would have been really good. Nintendo would be yeah. like, no, we're not working with him again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Never oh, again. Oh, man, I completely blocked the Mario Brothers movie out of my head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I feel bad. Let's see. Uh, let's go down one more. Um, everyone's favorite comic artist, Jim Davis, is doing a, a short uh, comic um, in, in Squirrel, Girl. Squirrel Girl, where he gets to draw Galactus and the Silver Surfer. As basically Garfield and John. <laughs> basically, yeah. Galactus, he hates Mondays and loves lasagna-flavored planets. <laughs> I've seen like the they've uploaded like the first page of it. It's yeah. pretty funny. It is pretty funny, yeah. And that Jim Davis art style applied to Galactus and the Silver Surfer. It kind of works. It's funny on its own. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of works. It's it's interesting because I think this is the first time Jim Davis has done any comic work that is outside of his own creation. Yeah, or like outside of the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, so that's really cool. Although. Uh, the question is, is it actually Jim Davis that's doing this, or is it part of his art studio stable where... Yeah, Pets, what is it, like Pets Incorporated? Pets Incorporated, where he has, he has like five or six different um, ghost artists and ghost, and ghost writers that um, do his strips for him. Actually, believe it or not, um, uh, Scott Kurtz does the same thing with yeah. PVP because he's a huge Jim Davis guy, and he's kind of modeled his... Career. Webcomic mm. after it. And that... I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. Yeah. But, you know, that's not that's that's not the news article here that we're talking about Jim Davis. Jim Davis does seem like he has a fantastic sense of humor. He does. I feel he's in on, like, the quality of Garfield. Like, he's in on the joke. He knows, yeah, it's a big joke. He knows it. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he, was a, he was a big fan of Garfield minus Garfield when, they, when that was a big thing. Yeah. Which I loved. I thought that was uh, amazing. And, uh, yeah, he seems to be kind of in on it. And that's good. So yeah, let's. There's a there's a lot of garbage newspaper comics people, and Jim Davis is not one of them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want, if we want to talk about garbage newspapers, uh, let's talk about one funky Winker Bean <laughs> and its cousin Crankshaft. <laughs> Who is is Crankshaft like a self insert for the the guy that does this? Is uh, a self insert for the curmudgeity old man like persona of the main guy. Yeah, <laughs> no, Funky Winkerbean was the um, uh, Mary Sue character of the <laughs> of the main artist. Um, that whole the whole life's life, lifespan of that comic is so weird. Didn't you meet the guy at a con that, and he was? Oh, I didn't meet him. I walked past his booth about five times, and he just looks so sad. <laughs> Which he's is- from Ohio, so he's 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 from around here. He's, he stopped going to Mid Ohio cons because no one would come to his table. He was always sad, and all of his comic strips <laughs> made everyone feel bad. I don't I don't think anyone under seventy has any interest in Funky Winkerbean. <laughs> I remember uh, when I used to live at my grandparents. I found uh, I found a book of Funky Winkerbean comics. <laughs> now here's the thing: it used to be a comedy strip. It was a high school comedy strip that took a couple of um, like uh, age gaps. Like it would jump forward in time a few, you know, decades yeah. or whatever every now and again. And he also actually he actually had I can't think of the artist's name off the top of my head. I don't know why. I used to know it. He had a third strip that was like a um, like a almost like a sitcom style kind of thing at a um, newspaper. I think it was a newspaper, either a newspaper or a television station. 
And it was, uh, you know, comedy, whatever, whatever, joke, joke, joke. Until, like, the main writer or, like, the, the TV anchor uh, was brutally murdered in his last in his last strip. And then in Funky Winker Bean, the kids had to solve the murder of the guy <laughs> from like, the other strip. It sounds oh, like geez. Riverdale. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually a really apt comparison. Uh, Funky Winkerbean took a Riverdale-esque turn. Yeah. I, I secretly love newspaper comics. Oh, they're kind of great. Yeah. Yeah. That was one thing I, I wanted to do for the longest time was be a newspaper comic cartoonist. Really? That's excellent. Yeah. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, I kind of did too. When I was at my senior project uh, was actually about the, we, the topic I chose was drawing comics. And part of it was we had an interview... Uh, somebody in that field, mm-hmm. and I interviewed a uh, a newspaper comic artist out of uh, Bucyrus. Hmm. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Do you remember the, the nope. guy's name off the top of your head? Do you remember mm-hmm. the comic? Yeah. No. Oh. But he was a big he was a big uh, Charles Schultz fan. Uh, like he just like, about like, everyone. Like was. he like he knew like he knew Charles Schultz. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. cool. That's very cool. Uh, let's see. We have uh, actually. We're pretty much out of time. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap things up. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can also follow us on our spoopiness all month on all social medias of Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, under Nerd Overload Now. And if you want to follow our YouTube channel, that's unfortunately not Nerd Overload Now. It's Nerd Overload TV. We're getting there. We're getting there. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel so we can change its name. Yes, please. <laughs> you can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. Mm-hmm, that's right. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher, so check us out over there if you'd like. And, uh, you know, tell your friends. Tell your friends about the show. Yeah, please. Yeah. If help- we don't advertise the show, it's the best way to get new people to listen to the show. So tell your friends about the cool nerd podcast. You yeah, to. definitely. So, uh, so again, thank you all for listening, and uh, until next week, we'll see you then. Peace out. Peace out.